Hi everybody, we are Matt and Kevin and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com. This week we talk about the Vancouver Titans implosion, more hero pool changes, and Echo's takeover in the league matches. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to week 13 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. Hope you've been having a great week adjusting to all the, the weird weather we've been having. I don't know about the rest of the country, but in California, it's been like hot and then cold and then hot and then cold. So I've just kind of been staying inside to avoid all of it. I've been like going outside to exercise a little bit in my backyard, but like it'll be really hot and then I'll go outside. Then it'll get like really, really windy and really cold. Then I'll go inside and then I'll get like hot again I, I can't keep up yeah i totally agree it's just like really weird weather right now uh i've just been cooped up inside all day uh and my sleep schedule is all messed up so uh that's that's what we get for you know quarantine what's your sleep schedule like oh gee dude i go to sleep at like five like okay. i see the sun and i'm like okay i gotta sleep and then i wake up at like three <laughs> and i'm like that's 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 same same honestly I'll like go bit to bed between five and seven a.m. and it's like, oh, there are birds. <laughs> so then I'm like, I should I should go upstairs now, and then I'll like sleep till like, depending on the day. Sometimes I'll get up at like noon if I have a, a Zoom meeting at noon, and then go back to bed. But it's usually around like two thirty three that I'll get up. Yeah, and you know, obviously internal clocks are not working, and then uh, it doesn't help that I'm like trying to finish like jojo's bizarre adventure like i've never actually sat through and finished the entire thing Uh um but now i am officially 96 episodes in and i still have two more seasons to go so i have i've like finished most of it and i'm like okay we're okay like i finished a good arc i should take a break um so that's what i'm gonna be doing i'm gonna play a little bit more overwatch with, with a group uh you know and then hop on to the other game and go on and so forth so yeah uh sleep schedules are weird uh quarantine is not helping and uh but at least at least we still have esports at least we still have esports speaking of esports i had the i had a really really weird dream and speaking of speaking sleep yeah speaking of sleeping i can't even talk um I had a dream a couple of days ago, and this is just a really weird dream, that, like, Custa was our, our third co-host on this, and for some reason he was staying at my house. It was really weird. Was, I'm down. So I'm weird. In. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's just big brain, big brain plays, thinking about, thinking outside the box, getting everything together, yeah. I had a really weird dream last night, too. Like, they, it totally unrelated, Uh, but it was, like, Shaq and T-Pain came to my house. Like, okay, first of all, that's like a weird combo, right? Uh, yeah. Second, they were like, here, kid. They gave me like a box of puppets, and they told me to explain my favorite anime. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> this is, the kids, this is why you just go to sleep. Just go to sleep. Like, you won't have Shaq and T-Pain rolling up to your house and asking you to t- explain, you know, the plot of Cowboy Bebop to them. It just... <laughs> Uh, Honestly, it's not the weirdest thing Shaq has ever done. We had I mean, Shaq he, Fu. We had Kazam. He's got Shaq Life on now. 
he's got all those weird commercials with like the general or, or whatever car company can make a car he can fit in. Yeah. How how did it end? Uh I I I did one and they liked it and they told me to do another one and I'm like, okay. <laughs> it, it it was just weird. It was like at a it was at a bar. Like we went we went to my house first and they're like, no, we got to take it on the road. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it made no sense um but yeah it, it it was really weird i was talking to my friend earlier today over text about dreams because she she was playing uh super mario last night shout out to tanya if you ever listen to this which i know you don't listen to this but she was playing uh super mario last night and she kept dying on like the water levels and she kept getting eaten by the fish so i wake up this afternoon at 3 p.m and the first thing i see is a text from her she's like I had a dream last night that I kept getting eaten by the Super Mario green giant fish. <laughs> and then that reminded me of a dream that I had that was gaming related. Like, remember back in uh, 20, I think it was 2017 when Fallout 4 finally came out. They had that like 10 minute video of like the first 10 minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it shows you like Fallout 4 takes place like right when the first explosions happen. So like you see the nuke going off in the distance. So the day before it came out, I was um, procrastinating on doing a, a paper for class, and I watched that, I don't know if it's t- 10 minutes or 20 minute video of that beginning of Fallout, and I went to bed, and that night I had like the most terrifying nightmare ever of like it, it, the nuclear apocalypse was happening in LA, and I was on like the very last like helicopter out of there, like this massive transport helicopter, and then the engines didn't work. And so it's just like the dread that you know that you're not making it out alive. And it's just like, oh, it was so vivid and real. It was terrifying. I hated it. The worst nightmare I've ever had. Yeah. I think we just need more sleep, Kevin. I think yeah, that's yeah. it. For, for sure. <laughs> that's the only real answer here. More sleep, less video games. All right, let's let's get into the news, shall we? Unless we have any other personal news we want to share. No, no, no. No more weird dreams we're ready for. No more dreams? Okay, no more dream speak. Um, okay, so let's get into this. So this week, uh, let's start off with something short and easy. Um, the Overwatch League released a video called Play by Play with Spice Adams. Um, Spice Adams is a, an, a former NFL player. Um, I didn't pay enough attention to the NFL and who was playing except for the Super Bowl to know who Spice Adams is. Kevin, do you know who Spice Adams is? Nope, I don't know who Spice Adams is. Okay, so well, Spice Adams, for some reason... Uh, decided to pair up with Pringles in the Overwatch League and um, Josh Sideshow Wilkinson and they were doing this thing where they're teaching Spice how to play Overwatch um, so they showed him a, a match between the um, the Spark and the Dynasty and then Sideshow starts by like explaining the basics of the game and then he, they just kind of throw him into watching <laughs> this league match and it's I I <laughs> Spice did his best to understand, and, like, this is clearly, like, not Spice's thing. He knew enough about pop culture to know Leroy Jenkins, but, like, at this point, who doesn't know Leroy Jenkins? Um, But I would say that Sideshow really didn't do the best at explaining it once it started. Did you watch this video, Kevin? Uh, No, I didn't. Okay. Well, it's on the, um, if you want to watch it, it's, like, seven minutes. It's on the, um, the Overwatch YouTube page, and, like, at first, he he kind of explains it decently well. Like he explains what an objective is. He explains like you attack and you defend and like, this is how you get on the point. 
and these are the heroes, like the name of the the players above it. But after that, they like just play the match, and Spice is like, "Wait, we're we're going already." And Sideshow's doing his best to explain it, and he's like literally not explaining anything well. Like he forgets to tell him about objective time, and then he's just not. He's just. It's like it, it's really weird because it's his job to talk about Overwatch. And I, honestly, this is like, I don't think Spice is the best person to teach this to. But I mean, I, I don't understand how Overwatch comes up with these weird promos at all. Uh, I feel like they just, they have money. And what wait, was this before or after the quarantine? Do we know? This is during quarantine. So during quarantine. Because they're, they're not even, they're not together. They're doing like their whole home streaming thing. Um and yeah this is literally so weird like out of all the people to teach it to like why why spice adams yeah i mean it's it's one of those things where like you bring in people um it's like when you when when the overwatch league brought in like dj khaled like (laughs) you know we don't know who this person is and they're going on like to you know do stuff do we do we even really like care about it that much like zed was cool because like he was into overwatch yeah zed knows the game like yeah he knows the game so like honestly if if it was somebody who was like interested in the game or like had a little bit of background with it then yeah it would have been really interesting to see that go go into play like um I, I honestly thought, like, you know, if you were to grab a celebrity, what if, you know, Terry Crews? It was one of those oh, jokes yeah, where he was supposed Terry to be. Cruz. Yeah, he was supposed to be the, the voice of Doomfist. Or the joke was, like, you know, you know, uh, Terry Crews is, is Doomfist. But he went and visited um, Blizzard headquarters during yeah. that whole that whole sham campaign. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think, like, it would have been funny to just be like, you know, here's the full wraparound. We'll, we'll teach him how to play the game. Um, yeah but yeah it it would be really interesting it's somebody who like we as the community know who he is um another idea like would be you know a celebrity cup um just grab people who you know have played the game and then bring them all in um but honestly uh it's gonna be really interesting to see especially how it goes after you know a lot of these different talks and a lot of different news stories that we're about to get into Honestly, I think another cool idea would have been like this is also tying into a very minor story that I didn't put on our um on our news list, but like Halsey cosplay diva this past weekend. Um yes. so that got me thinking like why don't why instead why don't you just get someone like Halsey or we know Josh Hutcherson like pays attention to Overwatch, get someone like them to explain it to their friends instead of doing whatever this was. Yeah, it, I I feel like once again I feel like a celebrity cup would be so fun just to watch. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like even if like they're not great pros, like we have our we have the uh the talent showcase or whatever, the one where like you know all the casters and people get up yeah. on stage and play. Like just do the same thing, but like with the celebrities, just see who plays this game and then get them all in. Um, we know Henry Cavill plays. Yeah. You, Cavill, you, you have him, Zed, Hutchinson. Um, I don't know if Halsey just cosplaying or if she actually plays it. Um, but there there are, are actually a lot of celebrities who do play. Yeah, and 
just to see those teams being put together like if you if you really want to just bring in like x pros too to come back like to just play like one or two matches like oh yeah um it, that would be a really cool way of doing it just you know captains jake and custa and then just bring in all of the all of the talent uh that you want and put them all together in one place so I honestly think that's 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 probably the way to go if you if you want to get us to to watch some of those. Oh, you know, it'd be really cool and really funny. Just get like get one of the pros or somebody or a celebrity or somebody to explain to their parents how to play Overwatch. There you go. I just like and then give them a controller and let them let them do it. <laughs> that would have been so much better than this. But honestly, like just saying listening to to sideshow explain what overwatch is it's kind of cringy when you think about it it's just like there's so much jargon and so much like weird nonsense that you have to throw at somebody in such a short amount of time in this video that it's like how does anybody take us seriously yeah no nobody does uh that that's the joke uh no but honestly the way how it's really difficult to explain some of these things to to people. Um, but like I did get my, my parents when I was watching like, you know, grand finals and I was like, Hey guys, like I cast this match. Uh, they, they got interested in like, Oh, okay. You do a really solid job at, you know, breaking this down. And if half of the battle of a commentator, this is something that you, if any of you guys are aspiring to do commentary, um, you should take into consideration. You want to, tell the game not as like a high level like knowledgeable person you want to just bring a story and if you can tell a story with your with your you know with what's going on then you have the rest of it that follows um you have to have something for everyone like for example like if we were to watch um you know the yeah like the san francisco shoppers of the vancouver titans right like whenever you watch those you you know like this is a rivalry match like you bring in the history it's like okay well they they got dominated the first stage they came back perfectly stage two they came back and had this rivalry in stage two uh they met near the finals on stage three they were both really high in contention and then they met in the grand finals like you have all of that backstory that adds into it but it's not always about like Yo, you knowing every single ability, knowing about every single like in and out of it. You just want to tell the most important thing, which is why is this game important and why should you be watching? Um, if you're a caster, I think the best, um, the most, what is it? I, I'm trying to find the word here. The most gratifying thing that you could ever hear is if somebody tells you that their parents enjoyed your cast. Like it's it's one of those things where like I know I did my job and it, <laughs> yeah. it worked. Um, that happened at Art U like a few years ago or not a few years ago. It was like during the Tespa series when we had it. Um, one of the players' moms was like, "Hey, she watched the cast. And she said she liked it and she understood it." And I'm like, "Yes, we did. We did it good. I did. I I hope that your parents enjoyed that and they can keep involved in." you know, the game that you play. So yeah, that that's half the fun. It's just like telling the story. Oh yeah. Also just this mini stat that sideshow threw out. Um, I wasn't aware of the actual numbers on this, but 
According to him, the Overwatch League has about 200 competitors out of the 35 million players worldwide. So that's... what. What's the percentage on that? Let me do the math real quick. Um, let's see. 200 out of 35. And what's that, like six zeros? Yes. Yeah, 35 million. Okay, so that's 0. 0.000000... 571. So at a percentage, yeah, that, that's just that subtracts two zeros off of that. So you have a less than a less than 1% chance of ever being a, a pro in the Overwatch League. But if you can do it, then that's amazing. Like even as much as we make fun of teams like the Boston Uprising or, or the, uh, the the magical force that is Chipsa, um, they're one of that that tiny number. So, it, it's even if you're a bench warmer, it's impressive. Yeah, exactly. Like people give crap for people being on the team, but you know, if you're one of two hundred, especially in this like group, it is an impressive mark. If you want to consider this even smaller than that, um. You have to be, in order to even, like, kind of get on their radar, you have to be top 500, at least, right? So, it if it's, like, about 1% of, like, people are in top 500. So, you got to be insanely good at that point as well. Yeah. What if there was just, like, what if, what if one time they had this, like, open division tournament to like secure like a spot in either an academy or like on an actual team and some nobody just comes in and wrecks everybody like you're not not you've like nowhere near top 500 maybe played the game once or twice at all ever and then that just happens like like you see it in sports movies all the time where there's nobody from like nowhere is just this god on the game Yeah, and that's half the battle, too. It's, like, knowing that there is people who aren't necessarily on, like, the, you know, top 500 or anything, but they're a great teammate or they're a great team member. Um, somebody who, you know, can push a team to be that good. Uh, that's exactly what you're looking for, somebody somebody like that. And they might not have the numbers, but they might be, you know, GM and have, like, years in, in the league. So, um not not the Overwatch League, but like you know, in contenders or have like success in contenders, um, then yeah. And then the other thing is like you don't know how to compare that across um, different platforms. You know, like not not just like PS4 to Xbox and all that stuff, but um, like regionality. Like, what if top five hundred Chinese is way hundred is way different than like Korean top five hundred versus US top five hundred? Like, you have yeah. all of those. To worry about as well again that's not to discourage any of you who are um aspiring to be professional esports players um the field is still very new anyway so um we've still got a lot of growing to do as an industry but just just keep trying and hopefully there will eventually be a sport for you i don't know about the rest of the leagues but there is actually a a wii sports bowling league for seniors so um you're never too old to be in esports. Um, 
to go off the Spice Adams thing, I guess, uh, another news thing that I saw today is that um, some actual sports leagues, like physical sports leagues, are coming back. Um, according to the news that I saw, the South Korean Baseball League began last night, and ESPN was um, was broadcasting it because they're so desperate for content. So if you watch this, the clips that I saw, um, all the cheerleaders are wearing face masks. There's nobody in the stadium, and it's just the Korean ball players. And it's like this English, like white people are are casting this, and it's <laughs> it's Korean ball players, which is just so bizarre. Because otherwise, I doubt that like ESPN would have paid attention to this game at all. Yeah. Also, it, if anything, yeah. it just shows like how desperate we are for content, uh, yeah. especially in the sports world. Like, I in a million years, I wouldn't have expected you know League of Legends or even other things to hit the internet or it hit you know espn and stuff like that um but yeah the fact that we have korean baseball and we're slowly you know we're all flocking to it flooding to it because it's it's a game that we can watch that's live uh it's kind of insane um yeah but i i feel like you know i feel like this is this is just me going a little bit off tangent here but do you remember like g4 tv of course i remember g4 tv Okay, yeah, G4 TV was amazing, right? But I feel yeah. like it was ahead of its time. Like, it was way Warrior, ahead of its time. The Tommy like, was show. Yeah, exactly. Like, you have all that, and then you had, like, um, what was it? Attack of the Show? Yep. Where they would, like, go over, like, you know, tech and, you know, whatever cool stuff is happening. Just stuff like that would have been so good, like, right now. <laughs> like, having... If Twitch didn't blow up like it did like we would definitely have like you know g4 and going out with all of those tournaments as well so uh it's kind of unfortunate that they haven't been looking at that a lot but uh yeah i I just hope that there's more uh you know tournaments coming up uh through mainstream tv Mm -hmm. to fill the void at least another quick uh more traditional sports thing is that um, USC, that that rival school to mine, is canceling their spring season, but they're giving players who um, normally would have graduated and not been eligible after this season to, uh, they're giving them another season to play because um, the corona has robbed them of that ability to play. So um, that just also highlights how, for me at least, it highlights how, how different esports is from traditional sports because... Um, we we don't need to do that like we we can still play across the globe like we're we're fine as just as long as you're sitting six feet away from somebody and you have a stable internet connection um esports will still go on um which i guess is another thing that i i'm probably thinking is why they did the spice adams thing is i feel like the esports world is still trying to cater to fans of traditional sports when i i don't think we really need to at this point i think esports should just be trying to develop its own fan base that isn't too tied to traditional sports i mean i understand trying to to get that cross market thing but i i don't think it's the most relevant yeah i do agree as well like i feel like we need to create our own market for esports um whether it be over twitch or it be a new you know tv kind of thing that it should be its own thing and trying to find its own identity um but yeah, it it feels kind of weird that we we have to branch into a different, you know, field in order to 
make it work you know like it we should be able to live on our own um yeah but we'll we'll see how it goes okay so let's move on to more league stuff um the hero pool adjustment was announced a couple days ago um so according to the overwatch league the the hero pool is going to be changed yet again to the point where um it's only really going to affect people who are playing in the actual league and people who are at masters or grandmasters so uh, over 3500 sr um and then the the uh the uh, the band heroes are only going to be taken from the statistics from the overwatch league they're not going to be taking them from competitive matches anymore so that change lasted a very very short time um so the the uh the competitive play hero bands for everyone under the masters level was turned off yesterday may the 4th part of the reason why that they're saying that they're changing is because there's enough variety in the heroes from diamond or below so they don't really need to institute it for people who are that low um and the this will all be patched in in uh, uh, update 1.48 um just all these rapid changes to hero pool just makes me think that all these changes that are being put in by the dev team aren't really thought through that much it feels like they're just as soon as they have an idea, they don't really... They just throw it in there as fast as possible. Um, I think that this is... All this rapid change and just having to undo what they're doing. Like, they say that... They, they're very transparent about it, at least. They say that we're trying things, and if they don't work, we'll, we'll switch it to turn it off. So we kind of know that it's coming. But with how often that it's happening nowadays, I, I really think that it's being just more of an annoyance to the the fan base that's still here yeah i totally agree like just turning on and off the hero pool thing was super weird to me um i do understand like yeah for players who are under you know a certain amount it shouldn't really affect them right like it's games are getting too hard or uh like it's not fun certain weeks and you know the more casual players want to do that but i feel like Here's the thing. I feel like the number should have been at diamond if you're going to turn it mm. off at that point. Um, the reason for that is diamond is the, is the time. So literally like once you hit 3K, right? Once you hit 3K, you start to decay if you don't play for a week. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that should be the number. Like it incentivize. You know that they're going to keep playing to keep their rank, right? But at the same time, you're going to like yeah they're going to lose their rank if they don't keep playing but they're going to keep playing regardless of the hero pools like that's something that you know you're going to get players who keep going um Mm -hmm. but yeah the the whole i do agree with the fact that they're kind of doing things just shooting it out there and then letting us see seeing how we adjust to it and how we respond to it and then taking it off or turning it back on um but I do feel like it's partly the community's like push that made this happen too. Um, we've had weeks where like we would hear nothing from the dev team, which is the reason why we would have, you know, double shield meta. We would have goats meta. We would have, you know, like Hanzo the the Grav Dragon meta. Like all that stuff happened because like the dev team 
wouldn't say anything. They they would just be quiet the whole time. And then by the time that like it's nerfed into the ground or it's changed completely, like you know, before pre roll lock and stuff like that, it got it was locked down that way. It's just weird. Um, honestly. So yeah. I I don't feel like this is a a good move because it just shows how wishy-washy they are. Um, but at least they're listening to us and saying like, you know, we, some people don't like hero pools, so we're going to take it off. Um, but yeah, so keep it for masters and above, but it might also push players to stop playing at that high level too. Consider considering this, like let's say if you are a one trick and you like this one hero, can't play it for a week, you're going to decay. Um, then by the time that you come back and play, you you lost like the equivalent of seven games, uh, and you can't really do what you need to do. Um, it punishes you for doing good in a game. Does that make sense? Like, it's weird yeah. in that fact where the better you are, the less options you have when you get to that high level. So, yeah, I I don't know about this whole hero pool adjustment, um, and. Yeah, honestly, it, it's pretty tough. I feel like a lot of their having to walk things back should have been solved with just like just any quick dev meeting or or like um, what are they called? Um, focus group. Like, just get a focus group of gamers, see what they think about it, and you won't have to walk it back. Like, I feel like. If they just talk about it in dev team, they're gonna get blinded by their their own perceptions of the game, and they they don't realize certain things. Which I mean, some things that they should have realized at first. Like, I can't think of the example right now, but there was something that we talked about that they should have. Oh, it was the um the number of of tickets that they put into the the hero pool thing. Like that should have been something that they they realized at the very beginning that if you just put one, like the same amount of tickets for the same, um, for different play times, then it's just, it's not going to be accurate or it's going to ban characters that you don't want to see banned. But I don't know. They, they just really need to get their ship together. They need to write the ship and have like a very clear course that they talk about before they just try it. If anything, I would like them to, learn the learn from this at least right now you have if you are going to announce overwatch 2 in november you have six months so what i want to see is in those six months like if you think if you think that it's going to go this way i would say just work on the work on the league get through this league season right Mm -hmm. then just shut it down reset figure out what you need to learn so that you can implement it into Overwatch 2 and then give us a game that everybody is happy with. Because yeah. you you announced Overwatch 2. You, you you essentially said it's coming, right? Like, we're supposed to have it pretty soon. Like, you know, Blizzard soon. But honestly, <laughs> if you shut down what you have right now, not completely turn off everything for everybody, but like, you won't have, you know, that power. I don't, I don't know how, exp- how else to explain it. You essentially have done so much with overwatch that people are starting to get turned away from it so 
figure out what you want to do as a dev team in Overwatch 2, make it final, and then run with it once you release it. Yeah, I feel like there's no strong direction right now. Yeah, it's just kind of, we, we throw something out there. If it works, it works. If not, whatever. Um, but really, they should be taking a lot more of this into account before they they officially put it out on the patch or even in the PTR. It feels like they're just doing stuff to, to look busy. Yeah, like, it's fine. Like, you guys could take a complete break. It's okay. Like, we don't really need it. Well, Blizzard's going to do what Blizzard's going to do. Um. Anyway, moving on. So, Sinatra's Zarya skin is still coming. Uh, you did call it correctly when we first talked about it all that while ago. It is going to be a Zarya skin. I wonder if they're what they're gonna do with it, um, thematically, because I I don't I don't know what to expect with it because with the San Francisco shock skin it wasn't very San Francisco shock themed at all, so I'm just kind of not expecting anything from the Zarya skin. Just I'll look at it when I see it, and I'm not I'm not gonna get it because I can't. That's the one tank I can't play, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be there, and I, I guess we're going to have owl tokens returning sometime soon. No definitive timeline, but according to Blizzard, they are going to bring back the skins. They don't have a way to do it in YouTube yet, which I find boggling with the amount of resources that Blizzard and YouTube have. But it's going to be available to get through the um, the Overwatch website or the Overwatch app if that's how you watch it. Um, I watch it on YouTube on my PS4, and then I have my laptop open. Or I can type out our notes. So it's like I don't have to cram it all on a tiny screen in front of me. I can like watch it on big TV and see everything. So this is going to be hard for me. Um, I'm wondering if they can like a, a way for me to be able to do that is if they put it in client where you could just earn it through your own actual Overwatch account. Get those tokens. I, I really do wish that we need league tokens more. It's not just the fact that like we're we're greedy and we all want league tokens it's more like <laughs> it was a feature that was with the overwatch league and once the move to youtube happened like i do understand like from a business perspective having the vod available especially for going to you know china like we're not all going to be awake in order to watch it's the so Chinese convenient. um yeah and in that fact it's convenient but we lose we lost out on something that got people excited to watch the games besides just the game itself. Cause right. right now, like people who watch like the league are pretty much like us. Like we, we watch the game because like, we know that we have to talk about it later. Um, or you're watching it to study like high level gameplay. Um, but that's not everybody. Like some people just want to show up, get their league tokens and enjoy a match. Right. Like, they're not there's no other incentive to show up other than you know you want to watch high level overwatch and right. it's it's getting pretty difficult at the moment and it's like they they turned off tokens for so long that we had the uh that doomfist skin come and go the goat skin come and go and with no real way to to get those tokens unless you wanted to pay actual real money yeah and i'm like i'm i'm not going to drop you know, five bucks to get out, get a hundred tokens. Okay. Like I, I want to get my skin that I want 
but you should reward me for playing it when it was free. Uh, it, it was easier to get. So just, yeah. Why take it away? Like just implement it into your game and people who have the game will watch it. Like, and people who don't have the game could still watch the VOD on YouTube. Like it's easier that way too. I mean, at the very least we're, we're getting them. It's a, I I guess you can consider this a better late than never thing. If if you can consider it a better late than never thing, I mean, like we didn't we didn't get them when we needed them if we wanted to get those two skins. So I'm not sure what good it does putting them in now, unless like you're super confident that everyone's going to want that Sinatra skin. Yeah, uh, the Sinatra skin has got to be insane. Uh. At the same time, like we've had, um, like the Jonax skin from last year, right? That was yeah. the octopus dad skin. So, does that mean we're gonna get another skin that's kind of weird like that? That's like a like not not a traditional like oh, okay, this is just for the San Francisco Shock thing. It might be something that's like played off of like Sinatra himself, right? Um, like how the the octopus thing was just playing off of Jonak. Yeah, Jonak love for octopus dad the game so i think this is just me peanut zarya because it's nutty like (laughs) one of those things it'd be weird like that but it's it's one of those Oh, we'll see. We'll see when the Zarya skin comes out. Like I said, I can't play Zarya, so I'm not gonna be getting it. But you can play Zarya, right, Kevin? You know how to play her. I love Zarya. Zarya is actually like one of my favorite takes, uh, besides Reinhardt. Um, how can I describe it? If going, if playing Reinhardt is like going to work and putting on a suit and sitting in your cubicle, uh, Zarya is that one day off that you get to like how to play like a DPS, but you still have take responsibilities. So it's like. Uh-huh. It's like a business trip. It's like uh-huh. <laughs> you get to you still have the responsibilities of absorbing damage, but at the same time you could play like at a really weird like in between where you're like allowed to have fun and deal damage, but at the same time you still have the responsibility of keeping your team alive. I just can't I just can't manage the bubbles at all. I'm really bad at it. So Yeah, it's, it's about manage. management of cooldowns on Zarya for sure. Um the the best way how I like the mentality that I have when I play it is um if you know somebody's gonna be shooting at your teammates or like they are shooting at your teammates, don't bubble them immediately. Bubble them when they're at like a hundred HP or like super low. Cause that's when they're gonna be focusing down that that damage, right? Um and that's the best part about it. It's like you you can guarantee that you're gonna get energy off of certain plays. So yeah. Oh. Good to know. Yeah, you play you play bubble as like a life saving technique rather than a oh I'm just using it to farm things technique. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Kevin, you brought this next thing up last week and there was a little bit of uh, uh news this week. The Vancouver Titans have um, as far as we can tell, imploded. Um, it started out last week with the rumor that you talked about them, uh, the main 
players on their team t- taking the uh, the Vancouver Titans off of their Twitter handles. Then there is that the news that the entire roster left. Um, now there's a rumor that they're signing the the team third impact from contenders to replace that entire roster. Ryu J Hong, who was one of those who left the team, said that there's a rumor that he's not going to be playing in the league anymore. But it's absolutely not true. He's still part of the league. He just doesn't. Um, he's just not part of the Vancouver Titans anymore. Uh, what what are your thoughts on this? Like, how much do you know about how true this is? Uh, I just knew that there was internal strife with the Vancouver Titans yeah. and the players. Because they're playing next week. Yeah, it, it was kind of a weird week. Um, but honestly, I didn't expect it to go this bad. <laughs> I didn't uh-huh. expect everybody to just be like, "All right, yeah, we're hopping ship, we're gone, like we're we're leaving the the Titans," because, like, where are they going? That's my real question. It's like, it's cool that you signed a brand new contenders team. You know, Third Impact has got a really cool name. Is actually has a really solid, um, like team, uh, including well, one of my one of my own uh, favorite Tayo uh he, he's really cool um but honestly the team if they're signing another really good team uh it doesn't mean that their management is changing there's a reason mm. why the players left yeah and it's not because they, they they're bored of the game right like it's got to be something else inside and if anything third impact is got to figure that out when they get all their players over there um and for Jehong, come back to the Seoul Dynasty. Do it. <laughs> or do it. Or get this. The Boston Uprising signed them all. That would that would be insane. Like if if they were just like, you know what? Like, there's top tier talent here. Let's scrap our team. What stuff we have here, we'll sign them. Um Yeah, that that would also be insane. Um But yeah. Yeah, you you never know where these players are gonna go. Um, I guess if they all left the Vancouver Titans, does that mean that they're? I don't know if they're still in the league or if they're just gone, gone. Cause... I mean, they're still on the the page for the Titans roster. They're all still so, there. Jayhong, Fisher, yeah. Somensu, Twilight Stitch, Johnny Slime, Hacksaw—they're all there, but they apparently have all walked off the team. So, so so my question now is. Are they free agents? And if so, who's going for the frenzy here? It's just a mat. Just a, just just five thousand IQ play here. Okay, you trade away ANS. You trade away like you know striker. You bring in Hawksall, like <laughs> onto the shock. There's that would be an insane team. Like you mm-hmm. you just sign. You absorb your t- you absorb your enemies and make yourselves better. Uh, you may have lost Sinatra, but you know you still take Hawksall if you want Rookie of the Year last year. Like he's yeah. a good player. There's a reason why. So yeah, there's a reason why this team made it all the way to the grand finals. Yeah, and you know a team that was your strongest enemy could be your greatest ally if you you know if you sign them. Uh, so yeah, honestly, um, this is just really bad news for the management for the team. I think that the the members themselves are really 
like fine with saying I'm done. Like I don't want to do this. Like yeah. See you in Overwatch 2. Um this is honestly what I'm thinking. I think they take a break. They they don't come back. They don't play in any contender scene or anything yet. Uh and then they all come back. Um they play okay, no. They come back through Runaways, right? Cuz that's where they made their name initially. So they go they play for Runaway. Uh and then when Overwatch 2 comes back, they make a full return. And uh, as can be expected, this news just brought out the uh, the Doom Prophets for the Overwatch League. Um, I, I don't... Like, this is definitely just not a good look at all. Um, if they do sign a contenders team, it, it definitely mitigates the damage. It definitely is a, a big boost for the contenders team, if this is actually true. Um... But the question is, is just what does this do for the the long term life of the league if if this team is just imploded at this point and and t- people are leaving left and right? Like I think Kellex also just left the uh, the Defiant on top of Sinatra yeah. leaving too. Yeah, this is just the the next step, honestly. So I believe I have a mentality and a. Kind of, kind of a saying that every game has its shelf life. Like every game has a certain amount of time that people are willing to like enjoy it for for a while. It could be years upon years. It could be like you know a couple months. Um, it could be the, you know flavor of the year. Like, but every game has a certain amount that you can do before it just becomes like stale or it just stops completely. Right, um, and we're at that point with Overwatch, I think. Like, they've done so much already. Like, I don't even think a new character or, like, a new map or something can bring players back. Um, I think, honestly, like, I feel like push mode, if it came out earlier, would have been a good idea. Um, but if they're saving that for Overwatch 2, it's got to come with Overwatch 2. Um, and with Overwatch 2, I think it will buy them maybe, like, a year or two um of like it would be like a nostalgia run you know like when uh it's like when halo released like a new game Uh you were like yeah this is a great campaign we're gonna do it it's gonna be fun um and then afterwards like if you didn't go pro you're just chilling right that's how it feels for overwatch right now we're in that middle phase of knowing that the dev team wants to stop working on overwatch but they have to in order to keep people interested while working on Overwatch 2, while keeping all of that stuff like hidden and happy, you know? So it, it's we're kind of in a weird space. If anything, uh, Overwatch has just got to regain its audience in a way. Right. Uh, this is These next couple months before Overwatch 2 are going to be a real proving ground for the game. And afterwards, it's going to be really up to them to make sure that... Um, you can keep the audience and you can keep the players too. Like the audience who loves Overwatch, we're still going to be here, but if there's no one to play the game, then what's the point? Exactly. It's like having a great game, but having no online accessibility. Oh yeah. And we were talking about that with Overwatch and how it like doesn't have a campaign right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we can tell our kids, yeah, I used to play Overwatch. I used to be a, you know, I used to play for my college team. I used to play for, you know, like a group, this is our team. 
Um, and then your kid will be like, oh, well, I want to take a shot at it. And you're like, well, you can't because it doesn't have a campaign. It's not. <laughs> it's single dead. player. Like, it's dead completely. Like, there's no servers. Like, that's that's the hard part. That's the hard truth of it. Like, um, it's, it's the games you, that don't need that. Outside of Call of Duty, which people just, I think, mainly play for the nostalgia factor with, like, Modern Warfare 2. But aside from that, like, the games that get re-released or that keep getting remastered are the ones that are single-player games. Like, um, Skyrim has been remastered I don't know how many times. Uh, The Batman games have been remastered. Last of Us got a a port. Um, Just the classic Nintendo games are getting remastered and people are playing them. So... Yeah, I I do agree. Like classic single player games will have that you know that that factor of them that will keep them going. But yeah, it's weird. It's with with online games like for example, like how would you explain to your like to the next generation Heroes of the Storm? Like <laughs> like I played for a little bit. I played with like some college friends because like that's the only way how you got the police diva skin or the Oni Genji skin for a while. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was one of those things where we're like, okay, yeah, you know what? We gotta play this game. We gotta do it. So we would all log in, we'd all play for a while, and then we'd get the skin. But it's insane. Like it it's one of those weird things where it's like, just imagine if well, I mean, Nintendo did it with Smash, but like that's like a loophole nightmare kind of deal. But this is a uh, this is another one of those where it's like just imagine if all of the Disney characters got together for one video game and like oh wait, that's just Kingdom Hearts. Uh <laughs> and just had its own side story. That's what it is. It's like you're you're crossing borders here and that's what Heroes was. Um you can't you can show Kingdom Hearts to your kid. You can't show, you know, you can't show Heroes of the Storm to anyone who wasn't online during that time, other mm. than like gameplay. Well, that was a little bit dark. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's true though. Like Overwatch needs to have some form of legacy, yeah, to like keep it going. So, I I do agree. You know, Overwatch Two having the campaign mode is going to be a good addition. But, uh, I feel like if we had it like a year ago or like two years ago, it would have been insane. Like if they just dropped off the map, like fine, I would have been fine. Honestly, if we had another like two years or another year of goats, right? I would take another year of goats and the same excitement in the game. than what we're at right now. Hmm. Interesting. Cause I think right now it's, I mean, I, the viewership is lower definitely, but, I like. I personally do like the shifting metas. Um, Goats did actually bore me a lot, and it's what made a lot of my friends stop watching. I mean, watching wise, yeah, that makes sense. But like, I would honestly, if it kept people excited, like even if it was Goats or even like the day that they announced two two two, like Uh that was fine. Then you shift the meta according to patch notes. You do you do that through the developer side, not through like hard bands like what we have right now. Like, mm-hmm. right? You see the current meta right now. It's still like if there was no hero bands, right? It would be May McCree 
or May Reaper or May Doomfist, right? Then you know, you still have Ryan Diva, and then you would have you know Lucio Ana, right? Yeah. You find out what the what the point is that's making it hard for the team, right? It's like, oh well, May slow like slows you. You could get chain frozen for like three and a half seconds um, if you get frozen up completely. And then she throws Blizzard on top, and then she freezes you after. That's like five seconds of not doing anything in the game. Uh, assuming that you stay alive that entire time and not get shot. But we are at a point where, like, you know, it's not the characters or the variety of the meta that's the issue. It's the gameplay itself that's mm-hmm. getting people, like, pushed away. It's like, oh, we're just seeing only May, or we're only seeing this. Um which is why, you know, experimental card, if we want to tackle that a little bit, um, they did an experimental card where they nerfed all of the stuns in the game. Like, yeah. just as a test. And I feel like the game's faster. It's fun. Um, and uh, I, I would greatly enjoy that. Um, but we will have to see how that goes um, later down the line. Yeah, I, I do definitely like the the lesser stun. I think it it does make you less reliant on heroes that can slow the game down. And it definitely makes you um, have to move faster and think about the timing more. Okay. So moving on to the last story, I don't know if you've seen this, Kevin, Um, and this is a couple of weeks old, but I forgot to talk about it at the time, but they nerfed another butt in Overwatch. They nerfed Echo's butt. Um, if you've seen the original photos of Echo, like she had a little bit on her, on her chassis, she had a little bit of a curve that was a butt. And then in one of the patches on her, they took it out. Like I didn't notice at first. And then when that news came, then everyone noticed it. All right, all right, all right. First off, who the hell is looking at Echo's ass the entire time to get this? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Like, like, bruh, like, it wasn't me. I'm not staring at Echo's butt the entire time thinking, like, oh, that needs to be nerfed. Um, <laughs> like, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize it. That's just, like, butt nerf? Yeah, but, like, if anything... It it makes sense. Like she wants to be more aerodynamic. Like you don't you don't need that. Like if anything, that just slows you down. It, it it's not gonna help. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I I get it. Um, but at the same time, like, sure, like we we didn't need it, but okay. What what's that discussion like during a dev meeting? It's like, all right, guys, what do we need to update? Echo has a butt and it's too hot. All right, nerf it. Like, what is that discussion like? It's just like, how do you oh, bring that up cheeks. at a meeting? Like, do robots need butt cheeks? Question mark. All right, no, they don't. Let's take that out. I mean, yeah. At least we know that it's not Michael Chu's retcon that made that happen. Okay, it's, it's, <laughs> it was a legit design decision. Okay. <laughs> he's like oh no echo's character did not have that initially uh what do you mean we never said she had a butt exactly she didn't she didn't need it Eh, 
these design choices are so weird. It's like everything everything is butt related. Like Tracer's butt nerfed, Gendry's butt nerfed, Widow's expanding butt nerfed, now Echo's butt nerfed. It's like it's like every year I think we have to have a nerf butt just to appease the gods, the Overwatch gods. Yeah, it's just a meme. Uh, you know, booty and Overwatch too strong must be nerfed. Um, but yeah, it it's weird. I, I I didn't think that was necessary, but okay, cool. Um, yeah, nobody asked for that, but I guess it worked. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. We'll never get it back. Like, I looked online to see if I could find the photos, and I couldn't find anything. It's like, if you have them, then they're, like, forbidden goods at this point. He has that black market, like, screenshot <laughs> stuff that you're looking for. Uh, but honestly, oh God, like... Remember when people, like, were selling their phones that had Flappy Bird on them for, like, hundreds of dollars? <laughs> That's weird. But honestly, like, yeah, it it's not necessary, but... I guess, yeah. It, you, you do you, Overwatch. Okay, so do you have any news that you want to share, Kevin? Um, Nothing from Overwatch. I would just say, like, if, if you guys are still playing the game, uh, good luck. Um, I, I'm glad that hero pools are adjusted a little bit, but you can now learn and play whatever you want. Um, just don't treat it like quick play. Like, competitive is still competitive for a reason. Um, and it, and it's pretty difficult. So go ahead and take your stab at that. Um, I, I was a trader this weekend, hundred percent. Uh, I went and casted a game of Valorant. Um, lucky for me, I got like finals and losers finals. So it was kind of fun. Um, but you know, I'm still doing overwatch stuff. If they, if they offer it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm still going to take it. But I'm slowly expanding into the other one. So it's going to be interesting to see how the league keeps up with everything as well as, you know, Blizzard themselves keep up with Overwatch and all the fun news. A true renaissance gamer. I wish. Like, I could I could only do FPSs and I don't <laughs> even do them well. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I play FPSs as well as, like, my grandma plays Tetris which is insane like my grandma's really good at tetris but like i'm just okay at fps's well anyway thanks for joining us this week um catch us again next week we'll we'll see if there's any news i'm hoping that we get some final confirmation about what happens with the titans um hopefully they'll leak that sinatra skin sometime soon like as always blizzard is very random with how much news we get but um we always find something to talk about so hopefully you guys tune in and we'll we'll talk about stuff then see ya yep see ya next week we see how teams continue to adjust to echo and we look forward to the mid-season tournament thanks for listening to this week's episode If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. 
Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.